Hello, I'm Samia Aryan. I'm a tech philosopher, author, filmmaker, and the founder of Impeak. My guest on today's podcast is Chris Jagader, co-founder of Internet Game, a super interesting Web3 gaming initiative where players can have a lot of fun playing while also having the possibility of winning some fantastic prizes. I discovered Krish through Gmoney's team, since Gmoney will be hosting their game in the coming season and he has also invested in the company. I was curious to learn more about the concept and their business model. So Krish, let's get into uh, your project a little bit, Internet Game. So the reason we are having this conversation is because I didn't know about your project and the team at Gmoney uh, Gmoney's team, you know, at, at, at Mid One, they uh, brought it to my attention. So it, it piqued my interest because if they're behind it, I want to know why they got behind it and, you know, w- what did you do to gain their interest? And I thought this would be a good opportunity for you to tell me about it so I learn more about it and uh, also our audience uh, learn more about it. Amazing. Well, yeah, first of all, Somi, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to, to speak with you and really just kind of share the story of Internet Game. And so I think the, the the most important thing I think to know about us is really about our origin and really the, the foundation of where we came from. Uh, because unlike a lot of projects that you do see in the space, we didn't come at Internet Game with this whole idea of like, let's start an NFT project or let's start a Web3 project, but rather... It was something where we were really interested in this thesis that we had, which was around the convergence of social media and and casual gaming, right? There's just this kind of movement towards this kind of singular point where basically what right now, when you look at media, whether it's traditional media or social media, it's essentially happening to you. Uh, but we basically came up with this thesis just really from looking at a bunch of different trends at the in the in the macro space in which... Um, you know, the future of consumer social would be essentially incentive based, it would be community driven, and it would be interactive. And so my co founder, Jordan and I really kind of got together and we're really interested in this particular idea of or exploring what this could look like. And, um, you know, for us, what had happened was we started messing around, this is really about a year ago, where we started messing around with this whole idea of kind of casual gaming and live streaming, right? Because we thought this was just like a really interesting way where we could have this two-way channel again, just like we're going to have a two-way conversation where it allows for this much more interactive experience. And so for us, it was this thing where we're, we're, we're fooling around with different types of expressions of this, but then something very funny happened, um, which was... Uh, this like tiny little show on Netflix came out of South Korea, right? This tiny little show on Netflix came out and then just took the world by storm, right? And so no prizes for guessing, it's it's Squid Game. And so for us, this was really amazing because again, it, it was this global phenomenon and people had really just like, just really attached this whole idea of playing these fun, casual games, but for the chance to win $30 million, right? Like that was the whole premise of the show, but yeah, you also might die, but that doesn't happen in our game. But uh, for us, it was like, wow, this is this really amazing backdrop as to like to, to kind of describe what we're doing. Uh, so basically, that's essentially how Internet Game was born. It was this, this ability to really kind of utilize NFTs, utilize Web3 and build the kind of squid game for the metaverse, squid game for Web3, squid game for NFTs. And I find that to be such a kind of funny little statement as a way to kind of explain what we are. But that's just because, again, like five years ago, if I said Squid Game for NFTs, that like doesn't make sense to you. But like now it just immediately clicks. Right. And as a marketer myself, I was like, this is a really easy way just to get this idea in front of thousands and thousands of people in the space. 
And so, you know, when we came across G's desk, which was in December of last year, gosh, holy crap. And uh, he he immediately got it, right? I think he he really kind of saw that we were exploring the what we refer to as the practical applications of NFT technology. We were utilizing NFT, we were like doing something more than the kind of traditional NFT project, which is like, hey, we did a mint, here's our generative PFP and, you know, trade it to ad nauseum on OpenSea, right? It was something where we actually did our mint, we took 60% of our, our mint and put it towards a prize pool. And then delivered on five games over five days, over the, which took about a month, and then delivered a million dollars worth of NFTs to people. Um, but I think the most important thing from season one, which is what we did this past March, was that, um, you know, again, we were able to give away this million dollars worth of NFTs. We were able to make like 100 plus people extremely, extremely happy. But again, of the thousands of people that played, the unanimous thing that we found was that people just had the most fun. Oftentimes, people would say, this is the most fun thing I've done in Web3. Um, so that's really kind of what's brought us here today. Um, you know, now we've essentially scaled our team. We're like three, three X the size. Uh, we just like finished about like a five, seven million dollar round, which is really exciting. And now we're gearing up for season two uh, with G Money as the actual host of, of the season. That is uh, that sounds really cool because I am aware from talking to a lot of gamers that one of the biggest problems of blockchain gaming is that nobody has actually cracked the code of actually making it fun that yeah. uh, you know it's like this idea of play to earn um okay now i know that you know many people are trying to call it play and earn so that yeah. it's like you know so that it's like less about the money and more about the fun but um it was my understanding that uh, nobody has actually uh, overcome that now i want to give you a little bit of um a background about myself in this case in that I haven't played any um, you know I don't play games I've never played any video games I have had like five minute experience with Minecraft <laughs> and that was um, with my ex's children and that was about it so I want to try and understand exactly what the game is so let's say so I uh, so let's say I want to participate so what do I do do I go and buy one of your tokens and then is there like a social element to it um that I can do with my friends so how does that work yeah so well there's you know the, your, your background and even the question you pose there's there's a lot to unpack there right so I, I want to kind of go through it in order and so, you know, again, a lot of people say, and again, they'd come to our discord, even during season one, and they'd be like, oh, I'm a pro gamer, I'm going to be amazing at this. And I'm like, that's not going to help you. And then, you know, at the same time, someone comes in, it's like, I don't play games, I'm not sure if I should be able to do this. And like, what we'd actually say is, our, our games are casual in nature, right? So again, here's a fun little fact for you, right? When you think about like gaming and blockchain gaming, video games in general, people will often be like, they think about like the 13 year old playing the Xbox or the person on the computer with their headset on. But actually that makes up a smaller section or, or for, like, a, like a, a smaller kind of cohort of the, the, the gamer in general, right? Like um, Fortnite has 70 to 80 million monthly active users, while something like Candy Crush actually has 275 million monthly active users, right? So the things that like for us, we really care about accessibility. We care about games that are for everyone, games that are easy to understand and that are accessible to really all, all demographics of people, right? Inside of our, even our tagline is, uh, you know, games, games that your grandma can play. Right. And, you know, for us, games have existed for a millennia, right? The first card deck came, came about in like 1100 AD. And so like whether, again, it's a video game or something like Minecraft, which is obviously, you know, really in depth um, or again, something like Monopoly or something like, again, I don't know, Rummy, right? These are all games. So again, in some shape or form, everyone's a gamer because it's just something that it's like in, in, in it's in our DNA. 
And so for us, when we, when we approach games, it's not really about building this metaverse or this first person shooter, or like, a, a, I don't know, world of Warcraft. We actually are building these kind of fun, simple, like Nintendo style games, right? That literally anybody can play and anyone can be good at. Anyone can pick up really, really easily. And that's so important for us because we want to be able to access the, the like the, the entire world, right? Like for us, it's about onboarding the masses into Web3. So that's the way that we approach our games in order to participate in an in internet game. So we actually have these kind of seasons as, as we do it, right? We'll actually end up doing three more this year alone, which is pretty exciting. Um, you could basically participate in our mint, which takes place on August 30th. And that basically is your ticket to play, right? And that's, again, the way that we utilize NFTs is that 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 NFT actually represents you in the internet game, which is really a tournament or like a string together of different games. And so you on you know day one, you'll play one game. On day two, you'll play another game. On day three, you'll play another game. And then we're going to have this finale with G-Money hosting, which is going to be super exciting. But the thing is that your point score is actually you know, cumulative in terms of how did you do in game one? How did you do in game two? How did you do in game three? And then how did you do in the finale? And that's what will determine your overall placement in the game. So, you know, for us, it's really just about participating in in the public sale to be able to, to participate in season two. Okay. Uh, so each season, the number of days that the game is played is four days. Is it like that? No. So, I mean, it varies, right? So, oh. like, again, and that's the reason, that's, again, this is the cool thing about us in general. <laughs> this is the cool thing about us. Uh, one of the things that I really like about being called internet game is that we're abstract, right? Like, the only thing that we really need to be is a game on the internet. In terms of the way that we we deliver it and approach it, it's something that where where we essentially evolve or explore different types of ideas, right? So, in season one, we basically had five different games. In season two, we're gonna have six different games. We're gonna have three day three games on three different days, and then we're gonna have three games in one hour, uh, which is gonna be this crazy experience. Um, but you know, for example, the in October we're doing another internet game with a, a very large like entertainment conglomerate. And that'll be three games over three days, right? And then again, whatever we end up doing in December with uh, another large NFT project um, will will vary in its nature. So for us, it's really about exploring different types of game types, different types of models. I would say the the, the only constant is that our games are casual in nature and like skill-based and accessible to everyone. So I promise you, Somi, like you'll be able to do very well in our games, right? Like even if, even if you say, I'm not a gamer, I don't get Minecraft, I don't get Fortnite, you'll be able to play these games, no problem. And then the other component that I think is a constant when it comes to our seasons is this whole idea of this tournament style experience, right? And I think this is probably one of the most exciting things about internet game because it's this thing that like will exist in your daily, like again, when we live our daily lives, we, you know, wake up, we go to the gym, we, you know, go to work and all this kind of stuff. Internet game is like this thing that is actually existing on top of your daily life, right? So it's not this thing where it's like, oh, maybe I'll play some video games later, right? It's not this thing that's like a, like a part of your daily life, but rather this experience, right? Like we refer to ourselves as like, like the, like Coachella of the internet, right? It's like this thing that you're going to, it's this interactive game show that is for everybody and all around the world at the same time. Okay. That's, that's super interesting. How many people play uh, each time? And is it like everybody has to play at the same time? No. So again, again, you're in the UK, I'm in New York city. Someone's in, you know, someone watching this is in Los Angeles. We all have different lives. We all have availability at different times. There's, you know, dads in the game, there's dads in the, that are playing this. There's, there's people in school, there's people with very demanding jobs and there's people like, you know, just hanging out. And so for us, the way that we, we want to, we want to be again, highly accessible. That's like one of our kind of key values as a company. 
And so accessibility not only means like, hey, are these games for everyone? Can everyone have fun playing these games? Can everyone get these games? The other component to it is really, again, this thing where I don't require you to spend eight hours a day playing or four hours a day playing, or this is not something where if you don't practice, you're going to get crushed by the competition because no one knows what they're walking into. That's kind of one of the, the crazy things about it is like the games are a surprise, right? So you walk in, you're like, what am I doing? And we only require 15 minutes of your time, 10 to 15 minutes, you log your score and then you're done for the day and you go back to work, you go do your thing, go live your life. Um, but at the same time, because people are in different kind of like parts of the world, we have this like basically a 24 hour window in which you, you log on, you do your thing and then you're done. Right. And the question, is, and like, so you only have a certain amount of tries per game, et cetera. So we really kind of minify the experience for you. So it doesn't require a, a big burden of your time. Do you see a day where these types of uh, activities could replace like the uh, kind of TV um, quizzes, you know, like the, the way that people participate, um, you know, vicariously through watching TV. Like, is there, is there a way that one day you could have a larger audience watching others play. Oh, for sure. And I think like, again, you, you see it already in, in like kind of web two traditional media formats, right? Like it's, it's kind of crazy, but like reality TV has so many different components to it. And one of the aspects of reality TV has already become this like kind of voting thing, right? So vote for your favorite contestant and all this kind of stuff. And people are like texting and doing things. So that's a way that a participant can actually become a decision maker inside of this kind of reality-based TV show. But those are oftentimes these like high production value things. Simultaneously, for whatever reason, people love to watch people play on these various game shows. These game shows have existed for decades and decades and decades, right? Like The Price is Right, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Deal or No Deal, et cetera, right? And I think in a lot of ways, like we watch it because of the vicarious nature of it, right? And it's the same reason that Squid Game was such a big hit globally is because it's like, you know, whoa, like what would like, uh, there's a lot of people that like flirt or like romanticize the idea of being stuck in this like kind of crazy ass experiment where they're competing for life changing amounts of money, but they also might die, right? It's this kind of crazy thing that that we see again, when we're watching who wants to be a millionaire. So for us, again, I think again, as people talk about the metaverse and 3D versions of the internet and, and things like that, what you really see is that there is just this general macro trend of moving towards interactive media, right? Just interactive entertainment. And so for us, internet game in a lot of ways is, is just like a, a rendition or an expression of that, where we are this interactive game show where you're in the hot seat, but from the comfort of your own home. Okay, cool. I feel like I need to play it to understand uh, fully, you know, and, and, and uh, really get my head around it. So, um, from the viewpoint of um, people buying into your um, your tokens, so tell me what happened to the season one tokens? Do they burn like after the game finishes and they yeah, are yeah. not valuable anymore? How does no, it work? So that's a great question. So basically, the season one tokens in a lot of ways are what we refer to as our Genesis tokens, right? So this is a, like a very interesting topic in general in the space, because again, we had what you can refer to as like NFT 1.0 over the last year, right? And that was really just kind of this first rendition of, hey, NFTs are now a thing, utility is a thing, generative PFPs are a thing, digital scarcity is a thing. And like, let's do a bunch of experiments in this space to kind of see where, where it takes us. And I think that like the interesting thing about the space is that there were like 90% of NFTs from NFT 1.0 will end up being like what I refer to as like unintentional rugs. 
in the sense that like, again, the founders when they or the project devs, when they did launch the project, they're like, hey, here's our generative PFP. Here's this idea that we want to execute on. Please mint our NFT and we will use those funds to execute on this idea. But then what's going to end up happening is they're going to run out of funds, right? And it's a very simple thing, like very similar to, again, a, a pre-seed or seed stage startup that raises money, tries to do something and it either does or does not work. And they either do or do not make it to the other, the next stage. And so, you know, for us, I think what we see here is that like, there is this kind of juxtaposition of this whole idea of utility, jam value, forever utility. And, the, and like, really what I do is I kind of question like, how, how much of a reality is that truly? Like, is that really actually possible? And I think what you're going to find is as you kind of move, as we again move towards MP, NFT 2.0, you're going to see that, okay, cool. There are things like utility. There are things that where you can generate value, but that doesn't mean that you are forever going to just play for free and things like that. Like that's just not, a, because it's just like, where would the money come from? Quite literally, right? It's just, there. It, the buck needs to stop, like come from somewhere, right? And I think that's why when you reference play to earn, type games, the money was coming from the people that were getting into the game later on, right? And basically you had growth uh, and the, the the rewards and the prizes being indirectly correlated from one another. So the more popular it got, the le- the rewards would go down, the expense of participating in the space would go up. And it, again, it was just the buck was just getting passed down and down and down. And so, you know, for us, what we want to really explore here is like, what is this whole world of sustainable blockchain gaming? And that does require you know, buying in, right? When FIFA 1 comes out, you buy FIFA 1. FIFA 2 comes out, you buy FIFA 2, so on and so forth. So that's a long-winded way of answer, like answering your question. But I think my, my point is that and our, our season one collection is basically our perpetual list. So what, what that does is if you own a game token from season one, that provides you with our perpetual whitelist, which allows you to participate in future seasons at a discounted rate. We also have something known as the Metaverse Access Card. There's only 550 of these, and they're so they're extremely, extremely scarce. But that provides you with basically free access to all future uh, internet game seasons. So, you know, for us, it's like you can look at it as like a whitelist and you can look at it as an OG list, but that's actually tradable. And that's the utility that they provide. I think that's fair enough. I agree with you that um, this idea of perpetual utility is is not sustainable. And then, of course, there is, um, you know, the model where people um, pay a small amount in the beginning and then you know they expect forever airdrops and you know like um things that uh it's just like not sustainable you know a business has to be able to make money and i think that's the big problem i refer to this as like there's going to be this period where it's like the re-education of the nft consumer and so for for me i think it's like a lot of people can try and go down the board eight model right like they are basically this the exception to the rule in a lot of ways right they've done hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue from again, their their mints, from their drops, from the secondary sales. And then on top of that, they've raised hundreds of millions of dollars in venture capital. So, you know, for any like aspiring NFT project or dev to try and be like, that is the way to go, there's it's it's not it's not gonna work because you're not gonna have the revenue or the secondary sales or the volume from that, like from those kinds of things to be able to just forever just kind of provide utility. You're gonna run out of money. And simultaneously, I think a lot of folks in the NFT space from the consumer perspective are not really thinking about the fact that these companies need to be businesses as opposed to not-for-profits where let's take 100% of the revenue and put it back into the community. Let's take 100% of the, the secondary sales and put it back into the community because then it's like, as a project dev, why on earth would I spend my time doing this? 
but there, there's no, there's no reason to, right? People, even in my community would be like, Hey, like, why don't you just take all the secondary sales and use that to fund internet, the, you know, future internet game prizes. I'm like, well, first of all, there's like 200 grand worth. Like, what are we going to, like, you want to, we want to all play for one board ape? Like, sure. Right. But like, that's not fun. That's not exciting. And then what, <laughs> you know? So like, that's, that's the issue with the space in a lot of ways. I'm glad you mentioned about the re-education of the NFT community. I think this is something that um, as new people come into the space, they're going to look at us and they're going to look at the early, uh, you know, NFT buyers and think, what were they thinking? You know, like this is just not sustainable. And I, I do think, like you say, you know, there are a few uh, OGs like the Bored Apes, you know, um, that, that they have been maybe an exception maybe a few others um proof for example possibly you know but but even look at like even proof is having uh, a lot of um this uh, when utility kind of you know uh, constant pressure okay so tell me a little bit more about the business model so let's say if i was going to buy the nft whether the season one season two you know if i was going to buy or mint that nft if I wasn't going to be playing, would you say that I shouldn't buy it? Uh, is like, is there any point in buying the NFT if you're not actually playing? I mean, as a speculator, yes. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's definitely, uh, if you're just an NFT speculator, I would hundred percent buy the metaverse access card again, no financial advice and all this kind of stuff. But like, again, it's this hyper scarce NFT that provides people with free access to, to internet game in, in the future. Right. And it's only, it's only 1.1 ETH, right? And the thing is that as more and more people learn about us and all of a sudden they say, wait a minute, these guys are doing three internet games this year alone, right? We will have done four games in 2022. Like show me another project that will do that, right? And, like, and every time people have to mint, right? right? And so for us, again, this is this thing where like, again, I'm like unabashedly trying to like trying to show people that like, hey, look, we are inexperienced. We're no different than going to a music festival, to a concert, to a nice dinner, to a movie, right? Like, and what is the utility that you get from going to a nice dinner with your friends or going to a music concert or playing on a game show where you have the opportunity to win millions, like millions of dollars worth of NFTs, right? Like for us, like I truly look at like internet game as an experience. Our utility is fun. That's what we literally provide. And again, you can look and talk to really anybody in our community and you can ask them what it was like to participate in season one. And they will say it was the most fun you've ever had. So, you know, for me, from a speculator, from a speculator perspective, as more and more people learn about internet game and they realize the value that comes with the metaverse access card or the game token, you know, buy, like buying or holding that particular thing in the case that you don't want to play is probably a good move because again, I'm not going anywhere, right? I have years of runway due to my my venture capital backing, and we're only going to become bigger and bigger and bigger as we continue to build our our foundation. Um, in terms of the the business model, there's like I would say two to three two like three layers or like nuances to internet game as as we work, right? So what we refer to as the internet game season is this is this like giant fanfare right like we're it's this event on the internet it's coachella of the internet it's gonna be this fun freaking awesome experience where you're gonna be like what the hell is going on i'm just playing against thousands of other people in this really really amazing game and we're gonna have really really great hosts and partnerships associated with that right so we have g money this season we have again a partnership with like an entertainment conglomerate conglomerate in in, in uh, october which you guys will hear about soon and then we're partnering with another one of the largest nft space nft projects this december and so like, we'll always have these kind of big events and that's really where we explore different types of game types and really evolve the platform. 
But the other thing that I think is really, really exciting about what we're doing is what I refer to as internet game as a service, right? So what we actually allow for is for third-party communities to utilize our platform to run their own internet games purely for their community, right? So Proof could literally run, use our technology, the same technology that we use to run our games. They could rebrand it. They could token gate it so only Proof holders can play. They can put up their entire prize pool, whatever they want to do, and then they can run their own tournament. Right. And so the reason that I'm, I'm really, really excited about this is because I think that this is like something where I can provide or Internet game can provide this like interim utility and this interactive community engagement where it's like it's less about like alpha. It's less about a dev update. It's less about like, look at this video, less about like whitelist giveaways. And it's something where like, hey, we can bring people together. We can have them have this awesome experience together because I already know it provides that. And it's a turnkey solution. Where you as a project dev, whether you're building a game or a Netflix show or a like a, a metaverse or whatever may have you, you don't need to divert your time and resources away from whatever your mission is. And you can just run your internet game every week, every month, whatever it is you want to do. And you can actually, again, whether this becomes a new whitelist meta, whether this becomes this interim utility where you can actually engage your existing community with something beyond a game of poker um, or, or, you know, really utilize it to market and bring new people into your community. There's all these different types of things that we can do. And I think it's really, really important to, to provide this technology that we built to other folks, because like we need people to stick around in the NFT space. And if your project is going to take a long time to come to bear, this is a really great way to keep people engaged in a super simple manner. Awesome. So, okay. So you've got the white label ability. And then there is obviously the seasons. So these are all the ways that value will be generated. So essentially those 500 NFTs are kind of like the only way that for people who want to speculate that they can get a little bit of the upside, you know, as it grows, right? Otherwise it's really mainly about really building community and enjoying fun. Yeah, yeah. I would say if, you know, I, if there's two things that we provide. Yeah. So from a speculator point of view, sure, we get a Mac, right? Like, and the, like, again, for me, I'm, I'm not really like, I'm a, I'm a technology operator, right? Like I build businesses. That's what I do. I'm not a, a trader and I'm not the best person to ever talk to you about like that kind of stuff. Um, but for, for me, I think that, yeah, if there's two things that we provide to the NFT space in general, it's, First and foremost, fun. And the second thing that we provide is like truly interactive engagement that, again, we've built for everybody, essentially. So one thing I have learned from my time being in the NFT space, and I'm on all the major kind of Discord, um, you know, servers, I would say, except for apes and punks, but they, they have the Telegram thing. One thing I've noticed is that when people say fun, a lot of people make fun of fun. <laughs> you know, they're like, when you say fun, it means I'm, I don't make money from it. Because people are, most people who are in the NFT space right now, they're literally, uh, they're just DGENs basically, mostly. You know, I'd say like probably 80%, if, and that's, that's probably putting it mildly, are DGENs. So most people are looking at it, they're like, I'm not interested in anything other than, you know, making money. And then there's that interactive part that you are talking about, which is, uh, again, it's like that sense of belonging, building community, etc. So how many people have been playing the game so far? How have you experienced this mindset of that people just want to make money and are less interested in fun. 
No, so one that's I, I I love the question and I love the I love the poke. Uh, so you know, for for me, a couple of things. One is that when we launched, right, we were very different from the from the, again the hype generative PFP, all that kind of stuff, and people were again really confused by us. But then again, there's people who got it um, extraordinarily well. And so you know, in season one, we did two point one million dollars in top line, right? We had over you know we had eight thousand game tokens minted, right, to play, right. But here's the more important thing. 85% of the game tokens that were minted were staked to play, right? 85%, right? So people minted this because they actually want to play in our games, right? And why? Because what we really kind of offer is the most ridiculous return that you could ever get. There's someone who played in our games, right? Multiple people who played in our games and won a board ape, right? Like quite literally. And for you talk about like, again, the, the games that you can make where, you know, you mint a free NFT and then it's all, you know, maybe it goes up to point eight point eight NFT and most of them don't. If you, if that's the, the world that you're in and you just want to play in the free mint games, like go for it, right? Like you're just kind of sitting around like getting whitelist, trying to mint it and undercutting the floor. And there's plenty of people that just want to do that. And for sure it's their livelihood, right? Um, but I think that we actually have two very interesting ways that again, the the trader or the speculator or the someone that's more focused on money um, can participate, right? One is that, you know, in the case that they actually do well, do well, that we will be the best return that you will ever get in the crypto space or in the NFT space ever, quite literally, right? You know, it's a hundred bucks to play and then you walk away with a board ape or a mutant ape or a cool cat or a Neotokyo citizen or a clone X or a, a Zuki, right? Like how many times have you turned 0.11 ETH into nine ETH? What's the probability though? I mean, it, it depends on how you perform, right? And I think that's the other really exciting thing about this is that like for so us- So it's not like complete luck. Zero luck. Okay. It's hundred percent. In fact, like I wouldn't be able to do this if it was luck. It's skill, right? And the thing is that, like, two. That's the thing is like, it's not this thing where you're playing against a bunch of Fortnite players or Call of Duty players or anything like that, where you're just gonna get creamed. You're walking into this thing, right? L getting a sense of how to play, and then you're walking into this thing and you're playing blindly for the first time. But again, because it's a casual game, people can pick it up really quickly. That's the whole point of it, right? So for for you, it's like. Yeah, this is a skill-based game. It requires your brain. It requires EQ or like, it's not this thing where you're like, it's like really like, how do you think from a skill perspective? And so, but at the same time, the games are fun. And the other really interesting dynamic for something that we do is that our, your, your, your ticket to play or our NFTs are actually completely tradable. And so what I mean by that is that like, basically if you mint a season two NFT, and you start playing the games and like all of a sudden after game three, let's say all of a sudden some of you find yourself in 10th place, right? You could literally sell that game token to someone else if you wanted to, right? And they could actually take your position rank, right? So basically our floor price, our price action, our volume is actually meritocracy based, right? So during in season one, we had game tokens where someone was in like the, you know, top, top 20, it's going for like three or four ETH while all of this, while, you know, a, game token that's in like a hundredth place is going for, I don't know, 0.2 ETH, right? So all of a sudden the NFT and the value that is ascribed to it is actually based off of the position and how well someone played as opposed to like the rarity of it um, in general. So, you know, for plenty of alpha groups, I've, I've seen kind of, cause people will copy and paste and send it to me. They'll be like, yeah, like play an internet game. Like if you do well and, you know, get a great score, you can flip this thing for a ridiculous price because someone wants to take your place because they want to go for all the marbles. They want to go for the board eight, right? So 
for me, it's this thing where like, okay, look, you can play in the free mints or you can, you know, mint these things that promise jam packed utility for 0.1, 0.2 ETH, but then likely will fade away as opposed to participating in this thing that is near term, right? Like we do our mint, we start the games. And if you walk away with a board ape, you walk away with a board ape. If you trade out of the game after game three you, and you make a pretty penny, all the better, like more power to you. But at the very least, you will also have a ton of fun, which I think that is, again, to a certain extent, being undervalued by the Yeah, I love that. I love the concept. Okay, I really like the idea that you can um, buy someone else's, you know, position. The reason is that maybe you were, you know, maybe you were doing really well and you got to, say, level three or six or whatever and you're like oh my god i made one mistake you know then i know that if i get that next level thing i will do well right so so i really like that how do you design the games that's a good question i mean so for us again from a every single season is different right so for for us what we what we focus on is this this term of artist casual games right so in a lot of ways like for those of the those of people that might be watching something like that, like I always say that we're like a mix between HQ Trivia, which is like a like a mobile app game show, and Mario Party, right? So these are these super simple games, very very easy to learn, etc. Um, we have our, like a rubric that we have internally to ensure that these games are skill based in in general, and again easy to learn. So I beta test them with my mom and with my kid cousin, right? Because if my mom can do it, my kid cousin can do it. I'm like, all right, cool, we built something great. And then most importantly, are they fun? Right. So these games are again like one, two button games. There's a, a purpose, like there's a you know, a mission, or like we give you the instructions of like, hey, you need to get as many points by as possible making it through this particular maze, for example. Right. Or um, you know, hey, there's a memory game. Like again, first one of the games that we have is is like a memory game, right? It's like the one where you're flipping over the tiles and like you're trying to get the two two tiles to match, if you recall. Um, so it's it's these types of games that we build, but again, it's just about ensuring that they're super simple, accessible, fun to play. And again, understood by everyone. Okay. And then um, can you buy the season two ticket without having the season one? Yeah, for sure. Right. So again, the, the game token is basically something where, again, like I've said, like I've said to, I like, I'll tell, I'll tell everybody, like I have, we'll have had four games this, this year. Like once, once 2022 is done, we'll have delivered on four different games or four different seasons, if, or whatever you want to call it. And so in the case that this is something that's like, you know, like, hey, this is this really amazing opportunity for me to walk away with an Azuki or a Clonex or whatever it is. And I just want to play in it because it's like, I never know. Right. Um, you know, so getting the, the, the game token is a really way, just a great way to kind of ensure that you got to get the best price on it. If you want to get the Mac, right, which again, there's only 500 of that again, gives you free access to everything. But in the case that you just want to try out this particular season or you just want to try out the next season or whatever it is, you can just participate in the public sale. How do you get the tokens that people uh, win? Like, where does the budget for that come from? Like the the ape, the azuki, etc. Where does it come? Oh, so basically the way that it Prices. works is, we, yeah, we take sixty percent of the mint and put it towards the prize pool, right? So basically, again, we did two point one million dollars in top line in season one, and so we took we we spent well over a million dollars in a week to build out this crazy prize pool, which had like, again, board apes, mutant apes, cool cats, doodles, Neo Tokyo citizens, lands, my pet, like, again, just the list went on and on and on. Right. So there's plenty of like, we had plenty of like, again, at the time, hundred ETH floors, 80 ETH floors, 50 ETH floor, like just made its way down. Right. We'd spent like 400 ETH on NFTs over the course of a week. Um, so that's, that's the model is that we basically are a crowdfunded contest. 
we basically take most of the, the, the lion's share of the mint revenue and put it towards these games. Very cool. Okay. And do the number of tokens change every season? Yeah, exactly right. So, I mean, it just really depends on the interest and how many people want to play. Like, no matter what, like, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me if, if 5,000 people play or 10,000 people play. Like, for me, like, what we're really building here, like, the long-term vision of, of internet game is this whole idea of being the coin base of fun, right? We think that through, uh, like, through casual games and amazing prizes, we can onboard the masses into Web3, Right. And again, right now we're giving away, we're partnering with the G monies of the world and we're giving away board apes, but there's a, there's a world one day where we're doing like, where we're giving away, I don't know, courtside seats at a Knicks game or a meet and greet with the, you know, your favorite celebrity and all these different types of things. So I think for us, like what we want to do is build this world of like these kind of fun, casual tournaments where people actually are, are in control of their own fate, their own destiny. Like, cause people would rather compete than just kind of like, you know, put their name into a hat and cross their finger. Right. Like it's that much more engaging. It's that much more exciting. And so for us, it's just about providing people with these opportunities, providing people with the opportunity to win like things that money can't buy or prizes that seem like just wait, like the the idea of like somebody walking away with, I don't know, a doodle or something like that, like because they played a game is, is, is just kind of, a, it's, a, it's amazing what, what can happen from that. Do you know how many people are minting this time around? No, no idea. <laughs> or how many tokens are there? Oh uh, yeah. You told me that the model is not like, it's not capped. So how yeah, does it work? There's no cap. It's just the amount of people that plays, the amount of people that play, and then I take sixty percent. I'll take sixty percent of ten thousand mints. But, but they have to buy a token, right? So you you must be issuing a certain number of tokens. I will. Okay. I, and how does that work? What happens to the rest of the tokens? Is this on Ethereum? Yes, but again, it's just like if seven thousand eight hundred and eighty-two people mint, seven thousand eight hundred and eighty-two people mint. Okay, so so you don't have like a predefined number of tokens. It's it's irrelevant to us, right? And I think that again, this goes back to this whole idea of NFT 1.0, where it's like it's a capped supply. There's scarcity here. Oh my god, it didn't sell out, or it like it did sell out. Like these are things that are going to be they're going to become relics. Yeah, wow. I would I would love that. I think that would because that puts so much pressure on the builders. It's silly. It's silly, frankly, right? And like that, the problem is. If digital scarcity is your only utility, quite literally, it, again, you just, there's nothing really to it, right? And simultaneously, you talk, again, this is the things that don't make sense, where it, it's this thing where what makes Fortnite Fortnite? It's the fact that they have millions of users, right? Millions of users, right? What makes, uh, again, any hit TV show uh, or, or movie a hit, TV, hit, hit movie is because millions of people went to go watch it, right? Like, so if you're doing this thing where you're, purposely capping the amount of people that can participate or play and all this kind of stuff. Like it's, it's completely like, it's the complete opposite of what you want. What you want is mass adoption. What you want is the proliferation of your product. You want people to play your game at scale, right? So for me, it's like, I want more and more people to participate in an internet game. It's good for everybody. You can have more fun. There's gonna be more prizes. It's, it's just a win-win. No, I love it. I love it. So if I wanted to participate, uh, where do I begin? Yeah, I mean, if you want to participate, I mean, I would say one, just join the Discord uh, and hang out, read about us. I mean, you'll see that like we're we're really serious. You can ask people what, what it was like to play in season one. We have examples and there's YouTube videos that people have made that are really, really awesome where they like kind of went through their entire experience. Um, so yeah, I would just say get involved with the community. In the case that, you know, anyone here that's listening, watching, whatever it is, 
you know, if you like what we're doing over the course of the long term, consider, you know, consider getting a game token, consider getting a Mac. There's a ton of utility associated with those. And then at the very least, you know, again, we're we're trying to throw the biggest party in 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 the NFT space right now, right? It's a really quiet time. There's so many NFT projects that are of quality that are just sitting on their hands because they don't want to mint. Um, and so for everyone that's still here. Like we want to do something really awesome for the community. So we would love to have, you know, just a great showing because, you know, what else, what else are you going to do? Uh, yeah, no, no, super exciting. Um, it sounds super interesting. I'm, I'm really all up for anything that um, innovates in the space in a way that we are not stuck with this current model of, um, you know, having to come up with these scarcity models that are, that don't make sense that sometimes, you know, that that is kind of like your, you're having to um, kind of force scarcity just to create yeah. some kind of utility. Yeah, bad, bad. Um, awesome. Okay, well, where where do you want people to go from this? Because I know that you've got your mint coming up yeah. and, and we want to give people an opportunity to, um, to discover you. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, in short, check out our website. Our website's super cool. That's internet.game. I don't know if you've seen the new one, but the new one is super cool. Okay, I will check, yeah. Uh, internet.game. Yeah. Internet.game. Yeah. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. And then beyond that, you know, we're, we're on Twitter, we're on discord. Uh, I would, I would much rather have people in discord because I'm, I like live in there. I like mm -hmm. live in discord. So, uh, you know, I love talking to people. I love answering questions. I love sharing what we're doing. Um, you know, we have a real vision here and we're not going anywhere. So, yeah. um, would love, would love for people to get involved. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. This has been super interesting. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So it was, it was awesome. Okay, so what happened here is that we stopped recording and then I uh, started playing this <laughs> game from the previous season and it's just so much fun. That's making me think like I'm going to buy this for all of my team and we're all going to play together. <laughs> and, and then and that's kind of when I, when I started saying like this is that was probably one of the coolest things that also came out of Internet game where a lot of people like again at any office right like there's the crypto degen and the crypto and like all their and all their office mates are like kind of making fun of them for being into nfts and stuff like that you know how there's always that one guy and but then he would show this to his 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 uh co-workers and they're like wait a minute this nft actually is the first nft that actually makes sense to me and so what would happen is you actually had people like playing together right like entire offices would play in the internet games right like we had entire households, families, right? Brother Bear showed it to dad and dad's like, wow, this looks like a really fun thing for us to do together. And so the dad got a game token for everyone in the family and they all just like sat down and played together, talked through the strategy, all this kind of stuff. So again, in a lot of ways, like this was this thing where people were like literally going to each other's houses, hanging out and like figuring out their strategies and playing together. Entire teams developed, right? We actually had two distinct teams that came out of internet game, right? There was this one called Team Vector, had 60 people, Right. They even bought additional game tokens in the case people got eliminated so that they could bring them back in. Right. It was all these really, really crazy things that happened. And I think like the whole idea of like, you know, like, again, you and your your coworkers getting together and, and getting a bunch of game tokens playing together, you will have this really, really amazing time with them. Yeah, definitely. Like, even if you are not in the same place, you could because our team is international, right? you could be even if you're not in the same place, just um, the fact that you're all playing it and, you know, maybe you have like a um, it's something yeah. to talk about. It's something to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Like you have like maybe a WhatsApp group or or a um all of this happened. People yeah. again, all of this happened. People people would message me and be like, yo, man, this one is this game is really, really hard. Like that, like, you know, like we're talking about it in our group chat. We're talking about it in our Discord. Discord servers had 
dedicated channels to internet game where people that from that particular alpha group or from that particular community mm-hmm. go and discuss season one and, and talk strategies and help each other. Right. Love so it's it. an amazing thing about, again, community and bringing people together around fun. Yeah. That provides. I love it. I, I have to say, like, it's it's now just it's so much. And I think the reason why I like it is because I got the first one right. <laughs> and then I thought it was going to be all the same. You know, that was like beginner's luck, right? <laughs> and now you're like, okay, holy crap. And now you're playing this memory game. And you see, again, like you said, like, I don't play games, etc. But you're having fun playing this, this kind of tiny little game. So and you said that, like, you have to try and get it right in as few because that's how we deliver points to you, right? So if again, the, I think the fastest you could, the, the least amount of moves theoretically would be 16. And that's if you got it right immediately, right out the game. So you got the first two right, the second two right, the third two right, whatever it is. I this is that. impossible. Now it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the beauty of the game, right? And again, Oh, and it keeps moving, right? So you can't. It keeps moving, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> it's frustrating. Uh, <laughs> this is really gonna... fun. Yeah. Um, I have to let people go and play themselves. So, so I'm going to put, can I put the link to the first, um, uh, to the game that I'm playing now, which is from the yeah. first one. So just because again, I, I do want your, your community and folks to understand what it's like, go for it. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. This is so much fun. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Chris Jagader. Be sure to check out Internet Game. I gave it a try and it seems so much fun. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Ariane Show.